Hello and welcome back to the Space Jam Continuum, the show where we try to make a cohesive cinematic universe out of something that was never meant to be one. I'm Chris McLennan. I'm Carl Noble. And we're in the 50s. We are in the 50s. Like, so, like, this is this is pretty pretty big. Like, new decade. Yeah, I'm kind of excited to see how it changes up. Yeah. Uh, but then, because like we had those sort of two curious puppies episodes for a while, which were like the house of the future, and they had a very 50s vibe. They did have a very 50s vibe. I am wondering whether or not we're going to see kind of... More Jetson esque. Are they the house? Sort of are things. they the houses of the present now? Possibly. Who knows? Well, I mean, like we will normally find out when we see some of the characters we're seeing today because they're quite house based. Yeah. Additionally, two curious puppies who we haven't seen in a long time mm. uh, were actively described as puppies, uh, whereas every other character we've yeah. got is sort of like, apart from maybe Baby Bear, but we're not really sure what he's about. Yeah. Every other major character we've got is like already grown. Hector, uh, not Hector, um, Henry, Henry Hawk. Henry Hawk. He, he, he's we, a little in, isn't he? He's going to stay, I'm pretty sure he's going to stay a little in as well. Yeah. Do, like, do you think I just thought it'd be interesting to see. I don't know. Let's find out. Let's, let's just keep watching. But I yeah. just thought, like, if, the house, if they're the houses of the present now, those dogs that were exploring them, you know, nearly, probably nearly 10 years of cartoons ago now. Mm. Like, are they even puppies anymore? Are they even puppies anymore? Is that why we don't see them? Are they just two curious dogs? Have they become less curious? Are they just dogs now? These and are all a, questions. And as a result, boring. <laughs> boring. Do- two dogs. Two dogs. That's that's why we don't see them anymore. Yeah. But uh, we know they're not showing up today. We've got a bunch of old favourites. We've got some Sylvester, some Sweetie, some yeah. Hector, some Bugs, some Daffy and some Porky. Yep. So it's a, good, it's a good way to start a new decade. It's I like, so, let's yeah. just check in with all the, all the major players. Yeah, this could be an interesting one, knowing what we now know about Sylvester. Yeah, I mean... And potentially about Tweety. And we've got to look out for uh, Bird's Feet as well. Oh, yeah, Bird's Feet. Yeah, because uh, Cinecolor have become subtler. They're not advertising which episodes are Cinecolor. Uh, So, uh, and in the last episode, we saw a lot of two-toed feet on animals that should not have two-toed feet. So we've got to think about that. But uh, let's jump straight in then uh, with Home Tweet Home. Uh, which is Sylvester, Tweety, and Hector number, the full gang, uh, from January 14th, 1950. Okay, classic setup there then. Yeah. Like, Tweety, just, yeah, in the bird bath. Just chilling out. Chilling out. Hector spies him, Sylvester. goes a hunting. Who? Do I, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Hector's in it in a bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, hunts him in a you know variety of harebrained schemes. Tweety seeks the protection of uh, a woman who's just sat on the bench reading a book. Yeah. Uh, Sylvester tries disguising himself as the the woman's baby. Yeah. And then demanding. A Tweety, bird, yeah. which she just hands over. Yeah, she's just like, okay. She doesn't recognise her kid, though, at all. No. Like, like, it was it was blonde-haired, blue-eyed baby. Yeah. Which he then removed, and we never saw brought back. And then he just dresses up as the baby, and it's like, he's a black and white cat. Yeah, but, like, so that's one of his many schemes. That I mean, it's it's usual Sylvester stuff. Classic box and a stick trap. Yeah. Uh, disguised himself as a tree. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. Uh, Later on, uh, Tweety uses Hector for protection. Yeah. Uh, who and Sylvester draws Hector's ire, as you would expect, by hitting him in the face with a spade. That 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 would do it. Uh, I noticed earlier on that Hector had a red nose, so I presume Hector was working off some sort of drunk. 
That's probably why he didn't like being hit in the head with a... Yeah, it went away after he'd been hit with a spade. It was a yeah. proper wake-up call. Um, towards the end, uh, Sylvester tries to rise up to Tweety's level using bubble gum, like in turning himself into a sort of weird helium balloon. Yeah, but that means he exhales helium. helium. Yeah, but, you know, they're made of paint. Like, well, I mean, yeah, they could exhale whatever the hell they want. There's a lot going on. <laughs> uh, but ultimately, uh, Tweety comes out on top. It's a pretty standard Sylvester and Tweety format yeah. episode uh correct number of toes yes on both hector and sylvester so yeah. uh you know it seems it seems odd in that case that the the previous episode wore its sort of weird bird feet on its sleeve so so yeah but th- that just makes me think that we were correct in our assumptions for the last episode yeah that it's an isolated sort of clony bit yes right? yeah and uh yeah, like uh, they're testing it was some so stuff obviously out. Obviously, two toes. Whereas in this one, it was so obviously three toes. So yeah, they're not. They they haven't even tried to hide angle it or anything. Yeah. Uh, one thing I found interesting in this is when Tweety uh, goes to the woman and tries to explain there's a cat after him. Yeah. He just it's just bird speak and like sign language. Um, Do you think now, he does that on purpose though? Well, thing is, like, I'm trying to think. Like, we've had people speaking like animal tunes speaking to human tunes before but have we ever had confirmation that they are understood um the thing is like like we must have because they integrate in society so like we yeah but is it a language you have to learn possibly i mean like what i'm thinking is uh tweety is possibly just trying to hide the fact he's sentient i thought that but then immediately afterwards uh, when the woman hits Sylvester with the umbrella, yeah. Tweety's just there in front of the woman Chatting. and just speaking to Sylvester. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, is he only understood by? Uh, are they understood between one another? Well, we know we know Sylvester's Tweet- understood because when he's crying for the bird, the woman goes, "Ah, oh, okay, here, take it." Yeah, but has he learned the language? Yeah, I don't know. And has Tweety not? But then does does that mean that? Sylvester speaks bird, or is there animal language and human and language? A, yeah, than a human one. Because yeah, also, sure. uh, if you think about it, a lot of animal tunes have a speech impediment of some kind. Yes, yeah, yeah. Especially the birds. Like yeah. Daffy and Tweety both have like an ongoing yeah. speech impediment. And then Porky speaks with a stutter. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Sylvester has that sort of lisp. Yeah. Uh, and I just wonder, are they all? Is, is it all they've learned? Yeah, possibly. Human language. It, it, it could go a long way to explain why they have a speech memory because they've been struggling. You know, their anatomy isn't designed for talking human. Yeah. The question then, I suppose, is is why they all speak human language to one another unless it is just there's cat language there's bird language there's duck language and maybe because like Tweety was like trying to get away from Sylvester at the time yeah and you know uh, like if you've got someone who's learned a second language yeah uh, and they speak uh, they can and they speak it fine all the time but yeah. there's still certain things where they'll just revert normally uh, you know in like in profanity yeah. or like uh, really base, basic level things like uh, like counting yeah. things like that is that what we see there? Like, because Tweety's in a panic, just can't quite articulate. Yeah. So, I mean, the thing is, is I don't know how much 
I, I just don't trust Tweety anyway. I, I always look at every. So I don't think he was in that much of a panic. Because That's at the true. end of the episode, he phoned up the pet shop and ordered more pussycats because he's fresh out. Yeah, but at the time, he needed to seem like he was in a panic, right? Yeah. So, like, maybe, so maybe that was it. On he was the, just the trying bird. to evoke enough uh, genuine peril yeah. uh, to, to elicit a response from the woman. Yeah, possibly. Which makes him a master manipulator of people as well is. as well as just a murderer. Yeah, because like I don't know, it, with Tweety's everything he does, I, I look at it with suspicion. Absolutely, I think that's every, reasonable. Absolutely everything he does is like, why are you acting in that way? But yeah, like, I, th- I think the the manipulation is key. Yeah, we also see in this one like Sylvester doing a lot of sort of cackling, like he's the bad guy. Um, yeah which we know full well out of the two, he definitely isn't. No. Um, he's he's on the hunt for for this villain. Yeah. Because uh, he, he's, he's made it his life's purpose to hunt down this this weird, uh, like, elder god cult. Yeah. Which, which, to our minds, mostly mice. But we did think Tw- Tweety could also fit in those, like, mouse holes if, if he so wished. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, we've had... Uh, a few people uh, thinking that Tweety's the head of said cult. Yeah, which I mean, which fits in well with uh, Sylvester's hatred yeah, of Tweety. The fact like, he's always going after him. That that maniacal glee wasn't the cackle of a villain. It's the cackle of someone who's just suffering from a creeping madness. Yeah, uh, and it's slowly taking over him. Yeah, and he's it, and it's like he thought he might have finally achieved his goal. Yeah, because he, he was in that park looking for Tweety. Yes. Yeah. He, like he like, was hunting him down. Yeah, it was he was specifically there for, for a reason. Because, yeah. you know, I mean he, he goes everywhere for a reason. Yeah. I mean and he and he gets quite far afield. Like, yeah, yeah, it does a pretty good it does a pretty good job of it. But I mean like we know that this is a rivalry which is gonna go on for years. Yeah, but at some point although we don't know in what form really like it, it, he is going to team up with Tweety and and solve some crimes at some point. So, so, so do you think at that point Tweety either becomes a reformed cult or Sylvester? Just well, yeah, I w- I wonder if uh, which way does it go? I think it. I mean, I'm feeling like it's not necessarily going to be that Tweety's reformed, but per- possibly that Tweety is currently possessed. Right. Okay. Uh, and ceases to be. We also know that Sylvester, like, is not always quite that mad. No. So I'm wondering if, like, when he loses a life, he it's like a hard, sanity. it's like a hard reset. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because we, I think we talked about this. Um, it, I think it was during the Christmas episode um, where you know he sacrifices some of his lives, and whether or not that does that, the madness goes with. Yes, because 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 that first the first life we think he lost in the basement of that haunted mm. house we think he got rid of because he needed to sort of purge yeah that per- from his yeah, body yeah yeah purge so I think madness. when we when we saw him and he was all pale yeah I think that life was still in him yeah and then the first he's time we saw him after it. that he's shed it like yeah. a skin yeah and then the next one we saw him get rid of was in Slobovia yes so we know he's down to at least uh, uh, well at most seven yes yeah, so yeah. yeah I mean some stuff to think about. Yeah. It's interesting to see how Sylvester's operating now he's got this specific goal. Yeah, I mean, like that is an episode I remember from a kid, 
but watching it through different eyes i've yeah. taken a lot more away from it now yeah absolutely than i did because it just makes so much more sense now yeah it's still going to be interesting to see uh if and when sylvester and hector discover some of their like clone oh, counterparts God, yeah. like what the reaction is going to be like i can't imagine it's going to be good i don't think it's going to be very good for for sylvester's sanity i think that no. might be another a life yeah loss might, situation might over the edge a little bit. um i think it, but then i don't know i mean are they going to is it going to be like moon where like they get sort of sympathetic to their yeah clone? And they kind of team up so sorry spoilers for the good film moon uh, <laughs> go on the gun it's moon. a really good film it's a really good movie <laughs> uh so yeah i think uh, there's a lot to think about there. Yeah, I think there's a lot to take away. Uh, shall we uh, move on? I think we should to move on. To the Tooniverse's uh, poster child. <laughs> since the, since the, the Porkytopia debacle. Yeah. They're, really, they're really focusing on bugs more these I days. I mean, you would do. He definitely seems like the better choice currently. Uh, so uh, this is just a Bugs Bunny number. Uh, it's called Hurdy Gurdy Hair. Again with this. Uh, not a hair. He's not a hair. He's not. Is He's he going to a... be learning an instrument? Uh, what, the Hurdy Gurdy? Yeah. Uh, Possibly, or is he going to be in Sweden? Oh, well, uh, let's find out. Let's find out in Hurdy Gurdy Hair. It's a Bugs Bunny number from January 21st. Firth? Firth. That's how I'm saying uh, are, it. Are you trying to learn the uh, uh, language now? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to learn the tune language. Right. And okay. it's, it's difficult. Yeah. Uh, from January 21st, 1950. Nailed it. Okay, so I think, if nothing else, that raises some questions about the sentience of those monkeys and apes. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it revolves around Bugs finding an advert for a hurdy-gurdy and monkey, uh, yeah. which is being given away, I think. Yeah, it did seem to it because they they were um, under the listings of business opportunities. So he took the well. I'd say he takes the hurdy gurdy. It's it's a music box on wheels. That's not what I think a hurdy gurdy is. No, I don't think a hurdy gurdy. A hurdy gurdy you play like yeah. you still have a you still crank a yeah, handle, yeah. but yeah. like it's like you know you 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 play it. Whereas that just seemed to be like a, a big music box. A, yeah. Uh, and the monkey cranked the handle while Bugs went around with a tin cup trying to get money from people yeah. out of their window. Yeah, well, at first, uh, when he stopped, he sent the the monkey off to go collecting. Yeah, and he cranked the handle. And he cranked the handle. But then the monkey stole all the money. Yeah. So Bugs went, ah, 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 nah, I can do this on my own. Yeah. So he uh, so he plays both roles. Yeah. Uh, he cranks the handle for a bit, then he goes up as a, uh, as a monkey. Yeah. And uh, shakes the tin cup. Meanwhile, monkey has gone to the zoo. Yeah. Presumably broken a friend out of prison because that's what zoo is. Yes, yeah, yeah. He goes and it's a you know it's a giant ape. It's a huge gorilla. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what was interesting there is he goes there and although he's signing and like doing an impression of bugs and whatnot, he speaks entirely in in monkey. Yeah. And the gorilla speaks entirely in monkey. Yeah. Which I would have. Uh, it's the kind of thing I expect from non sentient tunes, which. Uh, these sort of might be if it weren't for the sign language and then just certain concepts they seem to understand. Yeah. Uh, so there's a point later on where Bugs tries to climb a ladder to safety and the uh, 
gorilla would just move the ladder. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and so he'd get bugs just back. Yeah. And he'd keep doing it. And it's like so he, she understands that concept. They also feel the need to have money. Yeah. The the, the, the well the the gorilla didn't seem to need to have money, but the monkey definitely wanted money. So I'm wondering if they're feigning non-sentience rather than are actually just monkeys. Like I think they're. I think they're sentient tunes. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that would make sense for uh, the gorilla, especially because he's in prison. Yeah, he's so in he's prison. Obviously, he's obviously done something. Yeah. Uh, so I wonder if when they spoke to each other uh, in just that sort of chatter, yeah, is that the equivalent of, you know, when, you're, when you want to say something bad about someone, but, uh, you, don't but you don't want to know, so you just speak in a different language to yeah. you. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty much it, except in this case it was trying to keep a plan under wraps. I would point out that the prison was completely inadequate for purpose because the gorilla did just bend the bars and leave. Yeah, I mean, it's possible that it was, you know, kind of minimum security. Minimum security. So <laughs> it was like- and to be fair, like, they're defrauding uh, Bugsy's business, so it is, pro- yeah. it is probably a sort of pencil-pushing type of crime. Yes, he's, in exactly. for- he's, he's done for tax evasion. Do you think he was that stacked before he went to prison? No, no, he's been doing prison work. He's been, do- he's been doing. He's been at the gym. I mean, in like prison. gorillas are pretty stacked anyway, but he, I think he'd been doing like some sort of prison workout. Yeah, but, he, but, but he went down for some sort of financial uh, crime. Yeah, like I can imagine him in um, like a suit and some sort of baller hat. Yeah, and actually, I mean, and a cigar maybe. I mean, like in this sort of presumably at this point aftermath of the laissez-faire monkey government. Yeah, like. You know, maybe maybe it's a political. Yeah, it's uh, very possible he was a government worker who, uh, you know, was fiddling the books a bit. Yeah, uh, he's got a second. He's got a second house. Yeah, and yeah exactly. He, and he's, he's putting things on expenses which shouldn't yeah, be on expenses. He's bought a ten thousand pound toilet, yeah. and yeah, you know, and people wanted answers. They, they did, so they banged him in prison. Yeah, uh, but. Even if the monkey government is gone, and it might not be, he no. might just it, it, it might just but, be that he got caught. Uh, I think it's still a. It still seems like it's a fairly um, uh, socialist uh, bit and piece because basically, at one point, uh, the gorilla runs out of a false door that Bugs yeah. has put there, and he just he sm- he runs into the road and gets smashed up. Yeah, he plummets down to the ground massively. Uh, Oh yeah, because it's yeah. He's put the false door up at the top of a, a building. Yeah, and they're, they're like four stories up. But the then Bugs goes to leave through the actual door of this apartment. Yeah, and the gorilla's there, like seconds later, already bandaged, bandaged up, up crutch. Yeah. Uh, like so, there's no chance they had to check like his health insurance or anything like that. No. There's definitely a sort of national health service yeah. and a very efficient one yeah, at that. A uh, uh, way, a way, like a way overfunded <clears throat> national health service. Yeah, which would be in line, actually, with the laissez-faire monkey government. It would be. What I'm thinking is, because of how quickly he managed to get up there, uh, do we think, um, as it does here in our universe, um, time works different depending on how close you are to the centre of the planet? Yeah, but do you think within the the stories of a building, it's going to be... Maybe it's just, you know, exacerbated more... So you think, yeah, but he started to get up the building. So he does, yeah, he does have to because because they, the they wind up in the same they wind up in the same position. Do. Yeah, uh, and that's so damn like, quick. Yeah, it should, that, that gorilla's real fast as well. But it ought it oughtn't have made a difference no. relativity wise. No, but I mean, you know, 
just relatively rework in their world. I mean, he could be traveling very fast, yeah. like speed of light fast, mm. and then then it opens it up a bit again. But like, I don't think he's traveling faster than the speed of light. No, probably not. Because even bugs, like he time travels, but it's kind of different. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. Like it's into it's a like because he he enters some sort of other dimension. Yeah, he enters a void. Yeah, I don't know, but like it, it, yeah, it was a strange insight, and but ultimately, I don't think it's answering a lot of questions. I think it's raising a lot of questions. Yeah, I'd have liked to have seen a split screen of him hitting the ground and then them coming up, banishing and him going up. I'd have yeah. liked to have seen that side and another bit and like and if there is some time discrepancy then one like running in slow motion kind of like inception yes yeah yeah where you know they're fighting in a lift and you can sit and it cuts to the van just really slowly falling yes, off a bridge yeah, yeah. like yeah some of that i, would do, be I good. just like some sort of other information to get my head around exactly what happened at that point do you think the portal in this regard is often deliberately obtuse I mean, like we we have talked about the sentience of the portal and whether or not it is, you know, like what it's showing us and why. So it's like why why is it showing us this much? Yeah, but not giving us all the information. I mean, may, maybe it's, it's quite a, it's quite a godlike sort of thing to do, isn't it? It it is a very godlike thing to do, and it it just makes me think: is it going to be like an assumed knowledge thing? You know, it just goes. Well, I don't need to show you that bit of information because it's obvious how it works. I understand it, therefore you must. Ah, so you think you think it's, uh, you think it's a a failure on its part rather than yes. a deliberate intent. Yeah, well, potentially, like you know, it, it's the it's the sort of thing like if you know a lot about something and you're trying to tell somebody about it, you omit certain bits of information. Oh, sure, yeah, you assume. They know a what basic you know, knowledge of you know, certain and they things. might not. That's true. I, I, you see, I'd seen it, uh, that it was a little it more sinister, like not malicious per se, but very much in that sort of like I work in mysterious ways, child sort right, of, okay. sort of, uh, vibe to it. I mean, the thing is, is with the information we have, both, both are potentially correct. Yeah, I think we need to entertain both possibilities, yes, but yeah. we're definitely like there's definitely a decision on the portal's part, whether yeah. that's governed by someone else or the portal itself, itself or a, a a power that we haven't even considered. Um, we don't know. Yeah, is it wheels within wheels? Well, but I, I imagine so. Everything else has been. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, didn't didn't answer much. But I I do like the idea that 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 monkey was a. Uh, yeah, you know, disgraced politician. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that, he's, he's got stacked thing, yeah. since then. It's it's the only thing that makes sense as to why he's in such a minimum security prison. Yeah, you just bend those, you know, yeah, presumably you, jelly bars. Yeah, just bend them right, it's like oh, I'll, I'll open them up. They're made from like Kit Kat wrappers. Yeah, but not the tinfoil bit. <laughs> just the, just, <laughs> just the paper, paper bit. bit. Yeah, I'm happy with that as a theory. Yeah. And uh, you know, he's out and he's making some some dollar. He is now, yeah. So uh, you know, it's he's definitely definitely making bugs some money as well. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, he's going to be recognisable, and he will eventually go back to prison. I would have thought, but he, but maybe he's making some money for his people on the outside. Maybe he's operating in a sort of kingpin sort of a way. Oh, who still who still operates his sort of organised crime from from inside prison? Yeah, yeah. Well, so, hopefully, hopefully, we'll see him again. Yeah. Right. I, I hope so. Yeah, that little tuft of red here. What is it? Give, giving him a whole, we're giving him a whole yeah, we're story, giving a whole story now. Story. So. <laughs> uh, shall we move on then? I uh, think we should. 
It has the word boobs in the title. I'm just going to put that out there. It does have the word boobs in the title. It's a Daffy Duck and Porky Pig number uh, from January 28th, 1950. Boobs in the woods. <laughs> Who fucking knows? Let's just watch it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Uh, I love Daffy Duck. I think he's great. Daffy is, if anything, daffier than ever before. He's certainly leaning into it. He's uh, high as a kite in this, though. I don't yeah. know what he's taken. He's got a very, like, Maroon Tune-esque vibe in this one. Like, yeah. he's just sort of saying weird stuff. Did you just, see his eyes when he came on, though? Yeah. Like, just, he was wired. Yeah, he was absolutely wired. He's singing a song about, you know, how people say he's Daffy. Yeah. Uh, just because he's happy. It doesn't make him Looney Toony or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but then the song goes on to be like, hand me the ketchup, I think it's going to rain. Yeah, and he just covers himself in ketchup, puts out an umbrella that doesn't have any umb. It's just an umbrella. <laughs> it's just a umbrella. <laughs> and I, I, yeah, like, his daffiness in the past has, at least from an external perspective, seems to make some sense to him. Yes. Here he's just doing stuff. Yeah. At the start. He, like, and, yeah, I, I just don't really know. I think he must have gone holidaying in in Maroon Town. Possibly. But, but yeah, it's very, very strange. Anyway, Porky Pig is presumably Porky the Fourth. Yes. For yeah, various yeah. reasons. Uh, one, he's a highly law-abiding citizen in this yep. one. Uh, but secondly... Uh, he thinks there should be a law about crazy ducks. And as we all know, uh, Porky the Third, for all his faults, uh, was a major proponent of the Pig Brother program. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and he actually, you know, was was largely responsible for integrating a lot of insane and annoying birds into yeah. society. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, Porky the Fourth is trying to paint. He's just gone out into the, uh, you know, the, far, the wilderness, out yeah. the wilderness to, to paint some nice scenery. Yeah. He's uh, doing a good job of it too. Yeah, he's proper it was Bob as Rossing good it. As the background, he's he's proper Bob Rossing it. Like yeah. he's got the canvas there, and it like matches up perfectly. Yeah. You you wouldn't be able to tell the difference if you couldn't see the easel. Yeah. Uh, until Daffy uh, wanders in and just starts posing and winds <laughs> up in the picture, uh, and yeah, Porky says he's cluttering up the scenery. Uh, I don't really know what was going on there because Daffy definitely wasn't in frame. He he definitely wasn't in frame. I think he was just kind of there. But like once he, I mean, up, uh, I mean, he was distracting. He like, was very distracting. But he then came up and was like, "Oh yeah, you're you painting there, are you? You're painting that lake? Yeah, that's my lake. You can't paint that." Yeah, and then he says everything else is fine. The mountains are fine. He doesn't own those. Then yeah. he goes off and puts on a disguise and says he's the old man of the mountain. He doesn't want <laughs> yeah, his mountains painted. <laughs> and then he just has a series of disguises because yeah. Porky loses his rag, goes and gets his gun. Uh, and then Daffy turns up as a sheriff yeah. and says you're hunting out of season. Uh, and then he calls for the executioner and then runs off and comes back to the executioner. And Porky, without a batting an eyelid, just lies down on, yeah. a, on a nearby stump. Yeah, puts his and, head on the chopping block. And uh, then Daffy comes back as Pocahontas and says and stops the execution yeah. because he's going to marry John Smith, <laughs> pointing at Porky. <laughs> It's 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 like it's it's so many disguises in about in in about thirty seconds. Yeah, I don't even think he knows what's going on by the end of it. I don't know what he's trying to achieve, and it may well be nothing. But the interesting thing is, yeah, Porky is uh, a, 
a law-abiding citizen. And licensed up to Wazoo as well. Yeah, because he's got laser, licenses for pretty He's got a fishing license. He's got a license to sell hair tonics at Eagles in... Uh, Bald Eagles in Bald Eagles in Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah. Like, he's, he's, he's also got a license to use Daffy as an engine. Which is, uh, you know, alarmingly specific. niche. Yeah. Uh, he's unmarried. We know that. Yeah, unmarried, yeah. He doesn't have a marriage license. Uh, but ultimately, yeah, I know it's just very strange. But it's the fact that it's the fact that Porky, for the one license he doesn't have, yeah, which is you know obviously it's not hunting season. He doesn't have a special license to hunt out of season. Nope, that's very heavily regulated by full stock sheriffs. <laughs> uh, but he's happy to immediately just turn himself over for execution. Yeah. It's, it, like he is, he is very law-abiding. It probably explains why he has licenses, licenses for all those things, because he probably really wants to be able to do them. But I also wonder if he's been given licenses for tons and tons of things, just so any slight discrepancy in what would normally be law-breaking activity, uh, he's covered for because they don't want because the studio doesn't want another Porky the Third situation on their hands. Yes. They don't like they they've gone they've they they've gone another way about stopping it. It's like, well, how about we don't stop the behavior? We just license make it. sure he's licensed to do a load of essentially illegal things. Yeah. I mean unless it's like they're operating of... within the bounds of the law entirely. Like yeah. it's 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 a, the the corruption is through the roof. Yeah. Yeah, it's, they're just like we'll, we'll send them on this course, we'll send them on that course. It's yeah, it's a, a very uh, it's a very lawful evil way of doing things. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I presume like, but, but maybe he's covered himself. I don't know. Maybe he's got a legal team who's just like, this is probably your best bet. Yeah, I mean, what I was thinking is because uh, he has to fulfil many roles, um, you know, within the kind of studio, whether or not because he's done all these different things, he's just decided to go out and get himself qualified to do those sorts of things, and therefore he gets the license for it. Yeah. There, there's got to be some reason. Because like, the, the specificity of the licenses is... Oh, they, yeah. They're, they are very, very niche. Very, very, very specific, which puts some agenda behind it to me. It does. But what I found interesting was when he was talking about the, the hair tonic one, um, Daffy was literally just looking for something he couldn't have had a, a license in. So he's like, have you got a license to sell hair tonics? And Porky started to reach into one pocket... And then he went to Bald Eagles and then started reaching to another pocket and then he's in Nebraska and then he reached so which means he had licenses for all those for tiers. All, all of these things and it got more and more specific as it went down. I'm wondering... So he had three licenses to sell hair tonic. Yeah. I'm just... Think of the... Think of the infinite possibilities though once you're down to that level. Mm. Like... Some some lawyers some lawyers making a pretty penny off this. Oh, they just. I mean, they've got a really dull job, but you know, scraping in that cash though. Either that or just a, a forger of. I don't know because like uh, he for a law-abiding citizen, he seemed very confident that his licenses were going to allow him to cover for that sort of thing. Yeah, but there was also the level of okay. So I was thinking it's like what could there be that's generating these at the time? Uh, and who do we, who do we know who like, you know, is say small enough to be secreted into a hat, for instance, but also uh, like wise enough 
and you know bookish enough. Uh, bookworm. Bookworm. Exactly. So do to, think- I do. We think bookworm. Now Sniffles has left because bookworm pretty much just occurred in Sniffles yeah. Yeah, yeah, bits yeah. and pieces, and we know Sniffles. The, well, we know the original Sniffles left to go into an alternate universe and play the mouse Fival. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, leaving Bookworm with the alcoholic new Sniffles, yeah. who has also left. And become a cultist. Bookworm would have needed a place in this in this, in this this world, wouldn't he? Yeah, no, that's true. And like, like possibly has just, um, you know, gone into And I think, do you think the student, I'm wondering if the student, because they, because, like we know the original Sniffles was an actor. Yeah. So there must have been a studio connection at some point. Do you think the studio feels somewhat responsible for, for Bookworm kind of being left on his lonesome? Left on his lonesome and not being able to do much and they've kept him on retainer as a A licenser. Well no, I think he's Just a, a forger. I think he's a forger. I mean, yeah. Like he definitely could have been, because he would have had the requisite skills for that. Exactly, he's he's bookworm. Yeah, well, you know, it's his entire his entire bit. So and it, like, I think so. I think Porky has some of the the higher, uh, like the higher tier, like more all encompassing licenses, licenses on his person. Yeah, and then if he needs one on the fly, very specific, one. very specific, bookworms in the hat, and so the hat, and he's just listening. You know, it's like he—he's like the living equivalent of you know when uh, a magician has like the lead under their yes, yeah, yeah. thumbnail, and they just write the thing. Yeah, then as and it's there. Said, yeah, and it's just yeah, it's just bookworm in there, presumably with like a little tiny, you know, typesetting. Yeah, equipment. No, yeah, no, I, 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 I can I can see that because so, I also like so the idea we, that when we, he does that books, was a Daffy Duck, Porky Pig, and bookworm, and but. and bookworm, not credited. Yeah, production. Interesting. We'll have to keep an eye on this. Um, that's that's what I'm rolling with. Yeah, no, no, I like it. I'm happy with that. We'll have to keep. Yeah, we'll have to keep an keep eye, an eye on out for bookworm and, and and any sort of like on the very specific licenses. legal proceedings that just conveniently fall into place for him yeah. when he's wearing a hat or okay. at least a garment with pockets. Yeah. Uh, I also just want to add that uh, painter Porky is possibly the most naked I've ever seen Porky because yeah, he's, he's got a, he's got a little beret obviously but yeah. he's also got an like a painter's overall yeah but it's not overall because no, he's porky it, it, pig yeah, it, it cuts off on the waist. Above his waist yeah and he's got nothing on the bottoms it's like a and crop it's just like, overall he's like okay well how can i get more naked than just wearing a little jacket yeah. and he's like wear something that's literally called an overall yeah but and, and he goes down to my midriff uh it was slightly creepy and yeah. the beret as well it didn't help no it didn't help I think it's the tassel on the top of a barrier that I find disconcerting. <laughs> yeah, I, what's it there for? I don't know. What's Taking it, it on and off? Because it's hardly decorative, is it? Is it to take it on and off? I have no idea. If, if you know what the tassel on a... Yeah. I mean, it's hardly even a tassel. It's just sort of like, like a, a, a stick. It's like a yeah. weird stick nubbing. Yeah. But if you know what that on top of a barrier is for, yeah. uh, then, you know, write in. You can find us on Twitter, at uh, TSJ Community, yeah. or on Facebook, or you can uh, email us at thespacejamcontinuum at gmail.com. Uh, answers, please. Answers, please. Please, for the love of God. Yeah, because we don't know. Uh, but apart from that, it's been an interesting uh, first foray into the 50s. I hope yeah. you'll uh, join us for uh, the ongoing journey uh, to discover just literally what the hell is going on. <laughs> uh I don't think I've got much else to say other than if you do listen on iTunes, please, please leave us a review. Uh, 
because it would really help us out. Yeah. Also, if you like the show, just tell someone about it. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, if you like it, then probably someone else you know will also like it. It seems like... If you like them, don't sell, tell someone you don't that like. you disagree with all the time and you don't like. Because they probably will just not listen to it out of spite. But, you know, tell, tell, someone, tell someone you know yeah. and like uh, about the show. So uh, we're going to leave you with the song that Tweety Bird was singing uh, in the first uh, cartoon we watched today. Uh, So uh, this is Art Mooney with I'm Looking Over a Four-Leaf Clover. See you next week. Bye! Bye.